Hello, this is Casey Macias and Jacob Handy. And we will be addressing the novel Lord of the Flies by, by William Golding. This is part one of a four-part series, and we will be talking about pages 1 to 58 in the book. Let's start off with an overall question. Casey, how does Golding shape his argument in the novel Lord of the Flies? What do you feel Golding is trying to convey regarding the conflicts you discussed? Golding is arguing that the world is in a disarray because of corruption. Golding uses various objects as symbols in order to convey his argument. To start things off, what objects are used as symbols and why are they significant to Lord of the Flies? Well, there are two symbols that I found and first out of the two symbols is the conch. The conch was found on the beach by both Ralph and Piggy. It is a very significant symbol in the Lord of the Flies. Here's one of the quotes, which here's one of three quotes, which includes the conch. Piggy paused for a breath and stroked the glistening thing that lay in Ralph's hands. Ralph! Ralph looked up. We can use this to call the others. Have a meeting. They'll come to us and they'll hear us. He beamed at Ralph. This is what you meant, didn't you? That's why you got the conch out of the water. Golding 16. Cool. The conch is used to bring the group together, and it symbolizes order and organization. The quotation demonstrates how the conch was used in order to bring the group together, as well as it being used in a way for organization and unity. Awesome. Our second quote is, Ralph pursed his lips and squirted air into the shell, which emitted a low farting noise. This amused both boys so much that Ralph went on squirting for some minutes between bouts of laughter. Golden 20. The conch has brought Piggy and Ralph together, and it symbolizes friendship and unity between the boys. The quote shows how the conch has brought fun and laughter to Ralph and Piggy, and it's used as a symbol of unity. Nice. I bet you can hear that for miles. Er, here's our third quote. I bet you can hear that for miles. Ralph found his breath and blew a series of short blasts. Piggy exclaimed, there's one. A child had appeared among the palms, about a hundred yards along the beach. He was a boy of perhaps six years, sturdy and fair, his clothes torn, his face covered with a sticky mess of fruit. His trousers had been lowered for an obvious purpose and had only been pulled back halfway. Goldie, 2020 to 21. The conch has brought other survivors of the plane crash to meet up together on the beach. The conch symbolizes unification and hope between all of the boys who have survived. Sounds very they important. Very, very important. They hope for more survivors and it had to be res and to be rescued together as a group. It also symbolizes civilization and order between the boys. Cool. The second symbol is the beastie. The beastie is a mysterious snake-like beast that was brought up by a small boy with a mulberry scar. Sounds scary. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> there is a lot of confusion and uncertainty among the boys about the beastie. Here's one of three quotes which includes the beastie. Tell us about the snake thing. Now, he says it was a beastie. Beastie? A snake thing, ever so big. He saw it. Where? In the woods. Either the wandering breezes or perhaps the decline of the sun allowed a little coolness to lie under the trees. The boys felt it and stirred restlessly. Goldie, 48. The beastie symbolizes fear and mystery among the tribe of survivors. They feel uneasy and frightened at the idea of the beastie. This quote reveals this because Goldie informs the readers of the uneasy feeling all of the boys feel when the beastie is brought into conversation and explained in depth. A second quote about the beastie is, 
He says in the morning it turned into them things like ropes in the trees and hung in branches. How he terrifying. Says, will it come? He says will come he says will it come back tonight? But there isn't a beastie. There was no laughter at all now, and more grave watching. Ralph pushed both hands through his hair and looked at the little boy in mixed amusement and exasperation. Goldie, 49 to 50. Thank God for Ralph. <laughs> the beastie symbolizes chaos and disagreement among the group. The quote illustrates how the beastie represents disorder and disagreement because Ralph insists on the beastie being fake and argues and becomes angry with the idea that it is real. Well, they're frightened. This is our third and final quote. Well, they're frightened. He rolled over and peered into Jack's fierce, dirty face. I mean, the way things are, they dream. You can hear them. Have you been awake at night? Jack shook his head. They talk and scream, the little ones, even some of the others, as if, as if it wasn't a good island. Astonished at the interruption, they looked up at Simon's serious face. As if, said Simon, the beastie, the beastie, or the snake thing was real. Remember? Goldie 72. The beastie also symbolizes the innocence and immaturity among the boys. They are still boys and in the middle of their childhood. This quote portrays the idea of innocence and immaturity because the boys are very frightened of the beast, even though they are unsure it's of its existence. Wow, I never They're thought of that. They are still very afraid, and it can be shown through their nightmares at night. This reveals their innocence. Well, Jacob, how yes. does Golden characterize characters in the novel, and how do they represent the claim? Golden characterizes the characters in many different ways, such as dialogue, actions, and background information. So for our first character we will be analyzing that connects to the claim is everyone's favorite, Ralph. For He represents order. This is shown through various actions, lines of dialogue, and through his appearance. So for his actions... The quote, Meanwhile, Ralph continued to blow till voices shouted in the forest. The small boy squatted in front of Ralph and looked up brightly and vertically. As he received reassurance of the purposeful being done, he began to look satisfied, and, only, and, and his only clean digit, a pink thumb, slid into his mouth. End quote. Ralph attempts to... Action. Yes. Ralph attempts to establish order on the island with Piggy, they ensure that they will all survive. This shows that Ralph represents the good of humanity because he is trying to make sure that everyone is safe and productive. Next quote, which is his dialogue. Quote, and another thing, we can't have everybody talking at once. We'll all have hands up like at school. End quote. For what a great leader. Uh, indeed. Ralph attempts to establish order by allowing everyone equal opportunity for their voice to be heard during meetings. This will allow for different ideas to be heard, which will allow for the children on the island to solve problems easier. This will also prevent people from dominating conversations so people are not suppressed when they want to speak. Smart. All right. And for our final quote, which is his appearance, quote, he was old enough, 12 years and a few months, to have lost the tummy prominent of childhood and not yet at enough adoles for adolescents to have made him awkward. You could see now that he might make a boxer as far as the width and heaviness of his shoulders went, but there was a mildness about his mouth that made and his eyes that proclaimed him no devil. Ralph could represent the good of humanity from this quote, 
The main part of this line that proves this is when Golding says that his mouth and eyes made him no devil. Wow, I never thought of it that way. For our next character, we have the infamous Jack. Jack represents tyranny. This is shown, of course, you guessed it, through his speech, actions, and dialogue, and appearance. So for his action, quote, He snatched the knife out of the sheath and slammed it into a tree trunk. Next time, there would be no mercy. He looks around fiercely, daring them to contradict, and quote, Analysis. This shows that Jack leads like a tyrant because he rep- because he says that he will offer no mercy, which tyrants typically do not give. And when he dared people to contradict and tried to act fierce, this is what he acted like a tyrant because this is normally what tyrants do: is they like to act intimidating so they can use their power for their own needs. Wow. And then for his dialogue, quote. We'll have rules, he cried excitedly. Lots of rules. Then when anybody breaks them, analysis, end quote. Jack wants to lead like a tyrant. This is shown when he wants to make them to make too many rules for the people on the island. It's further enhanced when he he is set when he says this excitedly. And usually tyrants are excited to have punishments for those that that defy them. And and they're and the punishments are very harsh, which proves that Jack represents tyranny. And for our final quote, quote, which depicts Jack's appearance, quote, the circle of boys broke into applause. Even the choir applauded, and the freckles on Jack's face disappeared under a blush of mortification. End quote. This shows that Ra- Jack represents the tyrants of the world, because people who are tyrants typically want to have total control over everything. This is what Jack wanted, of course, as seen by his disappointment for not achieving this. However, he was only voted to be leader of the choir, who would later become hunters. And of course, as mentioned before, this would cause Jack to become humiliated because he didn't get total control. And however, if this happened with somebody like Ralph, who's more fair and reasonable, Ralph probably, he may have been a little disappointed, but he would have gotten over it. But he wouldn't have been so far as to get overly humiliated. I completely agree. And I think both these characters and symbols definitely connect back to the theme. Well, folks, that's all for today's episode. Thanks for watching, and be sure to tune into our next episode regarding pages 59 through 94.